Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. So glad you're with us today. I have a guest in the studio, Alicia Michelle, who is a neuro coach. She really focuses on mindset makeovers and helping Christian women with practical brain and biblically based tools so that they know how to renew their mind and overcome toxic thinking patterns. She's an author, a Bible teacher, a podcaster, and I know that you're going to enjoy our conversation because truly learning how not just to manage our negative thinking, but learning how to overcome that thinking and get to the root cause of why we have certain thinking patterns to begin with and how we can use God's word as a defense and as a tool to overcome that. So stick around. I think you're going to enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Well, friends, I'm so excited. Alicia's in the studio with me, Alicia Michelle. I've known her for a while. We've had some great conversations, and so we're going to unpack some myths, maybe debunk some myths between certain buzzwords that we often hear on the community and among our Christian peers and friends, and we're just going to talk real. So, Alicia, thanks for joining me today on Equipped to Be. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much. Yes, it has been so awesome, Connie. I know we've been connected for a good 10 years, just kind of on and off, and it was awesome to connect with you recently at a convention and then to have the opportunity now to share with your listeners. I'm grateful. So glad to be here. How did 10 years go by? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. I know. It's insane. It's insane. You know, your title, you know, like a neuro coach, that intrigues <laughs> yeah. me. What is a neuro coach? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So the official title of a neuro coach is a person who has been trained and has a specific certification in neuro coaching, which is a person who is able to take another client through the process of renewing their mind on a deeper level, on a subconscious level. So I'm trained to understand what are the subconscious thought patterns happening when someone is dealing with a certain issue uh, that's a behavior like comparison, anxiety, perfectionism, those kinds of things. What's happening on a deeper level that's causing them to exhibit that? And it's usually a subconscious pattern. So finding what that is and then helping them rewire those subconscious thoughts so that they're not just logically thinking different, they're actually responding on a subconscious level to what God wants them to believe about themselves. So I use the neurocoaching certification in combination with working with Christian women and understanding God's truth in their minds. You can use that kind of training to help with anything, losing weight or helping people get to the root of different things. But I just love the idea of it being the power of our minds, truly from science 
using that, how God created it to use the medicine, which is God's word, his promises, getting that into our minds using science is just, I love it. So that's what I use the neuro coaching certification as with my coaching. Yeah. So what I hear you say, Alicia, is you actually take God's word. I mean, cause he kind of created science and <laughs> he did amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you take known science, cognitive behavior and such like that. And you yes. kind of extrapolate and go deep. You, you help mm. people go to the, like you said, the thought patterns, the why, why mm-hmm. do we do what we do? How often do you hear when you're working with a client? I don't know why I do that. I don't, I have these destructive habits or uh, I got to be careful. Let's see. Let me think what right words we're allowed to use these days. <laughs> so, exactly. Yes. Um, but you know, people <laughs> who sabotage themselves because yes. of negative self-talk perhaps and, mm-hmm. and st- stuff like that. So, you know, when you are in the middle of working with someone and helping them dive into the why of their patterns or thoughts or beliefs, and I'm not like marginalizing this, but standing in front of the mirror and telling yourself a million times, you're strong, you're brave, you're beautiful, you're yeah. all that. Yes. There's right. That's okay. If that's what you do, okay. But I think, and I want you to know if you agree with me, do you think there's more to it than that, than standing before a mirror and just trying to do all this self-help, telling yourself yeah. until like ad nauseum, until you finally believe it? Do you think yes. that works or that's effective in the long term? Okay. So that's a great question. And that's something that we get, I get asked a lot because there is a difference between just saying these things to ourselves and changing a thought pattern on a subconscious level. So when we're saying those things to ourselves, we're saying them from the logical part of our mind, the prefrontal cortex. And Sometimes we say those things and we're given like a, a general statement, maybe somebody you've written in a book or something, and we're like, okay, I'm going to say these things. But so often when we say those things, as maybe you've experienced this too, Connie, where we feel this block, like, but I'm not really strong, mm. but I'm not always good, but I'm not always enough. confident. I'm not enough. enough. Yeah. I don't really feel loved. I mean, one of the number one things that women will say to me is, I don't understand why I've gone to church my whole life. I've heard that God loves me a gazillion times and still I don't feel it. I don't feel loved. Or I, why is it that I can hear over and over that people say, oh, you're enough in Christ, but I don't feel enough. Why do I still struggle with feeling enough? And the answer is because there is a subconscious pattern that's in your mind that has been there, that has been put in your mind, not not that you were brainwashed or anything weird like that, but our mind between the ages of nine to 13, it tries to complete the answers to these key questions, at least around identity. Am I worthy? Am I enough? And am I loved? And Mm. how, how do I feel loved? How do I feel worthy? How do I feel enough? Whatever is happening to create that answer is what the the subconscious mind does. And the subconscious mind is like a supercomputer. It's not saying logically, well, that's not true. That is true. It's just literally seeing stimulus reaction. It's seeing, oh, when I do really well in school, I get accolades from other people. And so that makes me feel worthy. Oh, when I look good, boys notice me. And so that makes me feel loved. And over time, without even realizing it, we've created these patterns inside us that make us feel worthy, good, loved enough. We run into the problem when we start realizing, okay, I'm operating from these things where I have to please everybody else because pleasing others 
was how I always just kind of learned to keep everybody calm, to keep everybody peaceful, to, you know, to, to get what I needed. But it's leaving me an emotional wreck, for an example. Before we just like lambaste ourselves with I'm good enough, I'm strong enough and all those things, we have to really understand what's under there. And we have to be willing to surrender some things and to confess some things. That's what we talk about in, in the Course of Christian Mindset Makeover that I do. We really don't just say, here's your thing. We customize what you need to have rewired in your mind, but we also go through this healing process of releasing and, and getting through the root of it so that when we start to reprogram the thought that's in there through a very specific process, it sticks because we've already done the groundwork to allow it to heal and to be there. Okay. Well, you Yes. And you've said a couple things. I think I want to okay. touch on, have you elaborate a little bit more? You said nine to 13. So that would yes. be what the parents or the primary caregivers, it's mm-hmm. the... It's the words they're saying. It's the looks they're mm. giving. It's the mm-hmm. expectations they're setting. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, absolutely. It can be them. It can, obviously, parents are a huge influence at that age, but it can be kids at school. Uh-huh. It can be an embarrassing event that you went through where you learn that people maybe aren't trustworthy or they're only trustworthy if you somehow do something for them. It can be any experience you had. It can be a big T trauma or a little T trauma. Uh-huh. It can be a cultural condition you go through. It can be anything. All of these things are, are, again, without us logically saying, this is what I believe about these things, our brain answers that question. Interesting. But would that mostly appear, I mean, I'm thinking about how minds work, like the mind styles. Mm -hmm. You have, you Mm -hmm. know, your academic logical reasoning, and then you have your feelers, thinkers. I'm I am a assessment, strength finders, personality. I'm I'm a guru with all of that because (laughs) I don't think we should affix labels I think labels yeah. can be dangerous. I'm just saying that right now. Sometimes I think that can actually get us stuck. We put a label sure. on ourselves and then that becomes a stumbling block in and of itself. And so when I think about uh, what you were just saying, some of this is hardwired in us. Like achievers, they're natural achievers. And then you give them a taste of Mm-hmm. what it feels like to accomplish right. something and get the accolades, well, that's the dopamine. That's the hit. That's exactly. the fix that they always yeah. want. But when I think about what you were just saying in light of parents and influence and and all of that, let's go back to this like mindset. How does the mindset, when it's being formed from 9 to 13 years old, and then here you are at 15, 16, 17, or 25, 35, 45, 55, whatever. You're still dealing with the same issues. Yeah. How does mindset versus like positive thinking play into all of that? And that's kind of like in light of standing in front of the mirror. Maybe you have adopted some wrong thoughts. I'm kind of, you know, I am kind of rambling a little bit because I'm wrestling with some thoughts that I have or preconceived notions that maybe you can help uh, some of our listeners that are thinking the same thing. You know, some people are more bent toward people pleasing. So they are incredibly aware of and perceptive of the world around them. And then some are oblivious. So pick any of those and then I'll steer us back on course. So how's that sound? Love that. No, it's a great, great question. And it's a really important aspect of 
mindset renewal, we are all given certain bents and and tendencies or ways that we tend to interact with the world. I enjoy the Enneagram as a great way to help us understand each other better. Again, not into labels per se, but I think it helps us understand the motivations behind why we do things. So for example, I'm an Enneagram three, which is the achieving kind of mindset. But here's the difference. I want you to hear the difference between what I was as an Enneagram three achiever before I went through and had this mindset change and did all this work to now. Uh Back then, I was an achiever, but I was doing it from the perspective of I have to do this to feel worthy. I have to do this to be enough. This is how I get my self-esteem and how I feel good. Well, three is a performer. So you're performing for an audience or accolades, right? Right. And now I still am a three, but when I... It's it's completely different perspective because when I achieve and set goals, I can do that with the freedom that I may not make that goal. I may not hit this perfectly, but I'm going to be fine because my security and my foundation is already done. It's already answered. I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm enough. I know that I'm loved. So I can operate from a freedom mindset versus an I have to in order to feel good enough okay. mindset. Okay. So that's for me, at least in that. And the same thing with people pleasing. I think a two is a helper kind of mindset and that uh-huh. can be a people pleasing. And so this is kind of the same thing of it's really about once we get these core things really solid and in line with the gospel itself, mm-hmm. we can be the best expression of who we were meant to be because we're doing it from the freedom of knowing that these core needs that we have have already been answered. We know that to the depths of our soul. And say those so, core needs again. You, you mentioned them well, earlier. Yes. So the three questions we mentioned earlier are worth, enough, and love. So okay. am I worthy? Am I enough? And am I loved? But of course, there's other needs. Mm-hmm. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs has like, you know, a need to be safe. I need to feel comforted. I need to feel protected. Mm-hmm. We have basic physical needs, all those kinds of needs. But in terms of identity, those are the three that we tend to run into the most, when, at least when I'm dealing with these big issues that women struggle with. Okay. Um, so those things, when we can really get those solid, we can get those secure, man, the world opens up because we can be these full versions of ourselves without having to have the added baggage of, I need this to feel worthy. I need this to be enough. It's a, it's a completely different mindset. So that's what I love helping people get to that Mm -hmm. security and that set up inside their mind. So they're operating from that. Now, just to help you understand kind of that from that perspective, Uh the subconscious mind, again, is going to override what we're logically thinking, especially in times of stress. So if we are really struggling with something, we don't understand why we keep doing that behavior. It's typically there's some sort of subconscious um, core soundtrack, or I call them soundtracks, core pattern Mm -hmm. that's happening that we're needing to figure out what is that And how can we find healing around it? That's why our minds can have those dissonance between the two. I mean, can you find healing in that? Or is that automatically going to be your natural default? And it's something for the rest of your life, you're going to have to be battling telling yourself the truth. Well, okay. So when you're saying healing from these soundtracks that are not necessarily in line with what God's word is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can find healing from it because we know that from um, a brain science perspective, it takes between 63 to 67 days for a thought 
or a, a, a subconscious pattern to be established. Mm-hmm. That's what we were basically doing in the, in the technique I use called brain priming. So when we're priming What's this- What's it called? New, brain priming? Brain priming. Okay. Yes. So when we're using brain priming, we are using what we already know about how the brain is put together. We're using the same, quote, technology or engineering that God uses in our mind. We're using the same thing that got it there. It's just, it's been reinforced and continued to be reinforced for many years. So mm-hmm. it, it sometimes it does take longer. It's like a well-worn to, track, like yes, a dirt exactly, road. Because that's how, that's how the mind works. Whatever we repeat, uh-huh. it continues to develop and strengthen. And so if we thought that thought, of course, it can be more challenging to get out of. But I can tell you that when you do that initial work, uh-huh. it's tremendous how much progress that can be made. A lot of times it is a full healing, but if not, it's definitely, if nothing else, it is definitely a huge progress forward. And you are way more aware of when you find yourself slipping back into that pattern because you're like, Oh no, I can see myself starting to think certain thoughts. Gotcha. Because part of, again, understanding this is you're like being aware, you're aware of what am I thinking? And so many of us are just not even aware of that and how we get stuck in this. So sometimes yeah. I wonder if it's because yeah. we're so busy that We just operate on default most of the time. Okay, so we're going to confront the mindset, the why, why we're doing it. We're going back in time, doing some very hard work. Uh, I I love to journal. So I'm often, and, and, you know, listeners, you know me, I always talk to you about journaling and how you want to write down little nudges, little whispers, little promptings, um, situations that catch you by surprise or, or situations that just make a mark on you, write it down and and then go back in a month or two months or a year. Like I have years of mm-hmm. journals. I don't mm-hmm. write in them every day. And I certainly don't have time in my life to like do a massive recap of my life. Right. But I have found that I start to see a pattern. So let's talk about the practical mm-hmm. brain and biblically based strategy uh, that you help people understand, Christian women adopt and believe, and I I guess more address so that they can make this kind of headway? So is that a loaded question? That's a huge question. (laughs) I Um, like to add, I I, I, I like to ask loaded questions. (laughs) (laughs) I love tough questions and loaded questions are great. So I'm not, I'm not like, whatever, that's fine. I'm trying to make sure I'm answering what you're asking. So you're asking, what can we do then to address? Yeah. Once you identify it, I mean, yeah. What do you do? I mean, go stand in the mirror and say, "No, that isn't true. That isn't true. That isn't true. No. This is the me." What do you do? What? Give me a, like yeah. one, one or two things. Yeah, I will share some things. I don't want to just give you a quick thing, and that's the answer. You it mean we a, can't do it, it in three simple steps? You can't just do it in three steps, right? I know. <laughs> no. It would be so awesome. There is a path, and yeah. that is what I walk through in the Christian mindset makeover. However, okay. what I would say, just from just like a general thing to start with, is paying attention. It's, that is literally the first thing mm. that we teach women to do. Um, I really have this concept that I call mindset tools. I really think of them as like life skills. Mm-hmm. If we have not learned how to manage our minds from the perspective of, we don't recognize that we don't have to believe every thought that we have. We are in control of everything that we think um, because we have a mind, which is separate from a brain. We can think about what we're thinking about, so to speak. We have the authority of Christ as daughters of God to know what's true and what's not true and to decide God not only just, that doesn't say it nicely, but commands us to Mm -hmm. remove anything that's outside of it. So we have those tools. 
I think the best thing to start with is just to start noticing and not be afraid mm. to notice. So when we, when I talk about noticing, I mean, we, we encourage ladies to even take for a day or two just to write down what are some of the thoughts that are going on in your head. And that's like, whoa, that's scary to even think about. I think I could spend years going through what's going through my head. (laughs) Exactly. But if we could just do that from a different perspective, maybe than what we're already doing, the Uh perspective of a reserved, like a scientist, just noticing, not judging it, not saying I'm bad for thinking this, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get out of this? All that dialogue that comes with it, just, just saying, Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I really said this to myself. Like I say this a lot. That's mm. really interesting. You know, like just to begin to see it and looking at it from a kind compassionate perspective of, wow, what if I was to see my daughter or a friend, someone I love very much, and they were having that dialogue in their head, they had somebody saying that to them over and over. Wow, that's gotta be really, really hard to deal with that. Mm. That must really affect them. Looking at it, starting there, starting from that so the perspective makes part a dramatic is difference. Just looking at it, just being self-aware. Yeah. And so the practical aspect of self-awareness and taking a hard look and being honest mm-hmm. with yourself. Okay. So you also talk I mean, about- we, we move on from that. Sorry, yeah. but we, we move on from that, obviously. But I'm saying that's a huge, that's a huge step. Well, I mean- And we have you, to be brave to do that. Yeah, so, you have to yeah. start somewhere and that's a good yes. place. That's where you <laughs> kind of start. And then you talk about simple habits. There's so many books that I absolutely love. I love Atomic Habits, but there's so mm-hmm. many um, tools and resources out there about the importance of habits and and I, mm. I talk about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules, uh, establishing routine and rhythm and repetition. And I mean, our kids need that. We need that. Yeah. But you talk about simple daily habits. What do simple daily habits do to help us be able to change our mindset so that we can then live as the person God's really made us to be with freedom? Well, simple daily habits are going to create, as you know, from atomic habits, they're going to create the future. They're mm-hmm. going to create what we are. Um, that's actually what brain science says is how we get to a behavior. It starts first with a thought. A thought um, creates the emotion around it. When the thought and the emotion are repeated enough times, it creates a belief. The belief creates the decision. Decision creates the action. Action creates the results. So we, if we have a behavior, we have to go all the way back to the thought. So simple habits we are going to become everything that we focus on, that we think about. There's a concept in um, brain science called brain plasticity, mm-hmm. which is actually a relatively new concept. It's, it's a really cool mm-hmm. idea. And we, we used to think that our brains were just however we were made. That's how we were. That's how you're stuck the rest of your life. So about 20, 30 years ago, when they began really understanding, we had the technology to see how the neurons were firing and how things were shifting in, in our minds. Neuroplasticity just simply means that our brains are continually being shaped by what we think. Mm -hmm. So what we think has the ability to change the patterns of how our brain responds, what happens in our bodies, how to turn on and off certain genes even they've found. What we think about makes a difference. And again, going back to this brain science 101, whatever we think about repeatedly is what is imprinted, especially on the subconscious levels. So if we can make it a habit to begin to just pay attention and to start 
taking charge from that perspective of just paying attention and realizing, huh, is this, that's really interesting that I'm thinking that, is Mm -hmm. that really true? Instead of what so many of us do, because we are busy, because we don't know how to, we haven't really learned these skills. We just kind of let ourselves just go. And we're thinking all these things. Well, all of those things, again, repeated over and over is going to make a difference. Whatever, it doesn't have to be true for our mind to believe it. Mm -hmm. If we repeat it over and over, our mind is going to believe it. That's how it's wired to work, especially on a subconscious level. That's not where the, the moral right or wrong part of our mind is. That's in the logical side. So it's so important to have these habits of just paying attention. You know, Alicia, I think about some verses. God tells Mm -hmm. us to discipline our minds, you know, Mm -hmm. discipline our minds. And listening to you talk, it just reminds me that, you know, we are to take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. brain science and neuroplasticity have validated what God's Word said, written many, many, you know, centuries ago, that right. we are to discipline our, our minds. It's an active process. And, you know, God's Word says that as a man thinks, so is he. Why would we doubt that our thoughts are powerful? So I, those are two verses that kind of came to mind as we were talking. But yeah. you also talk about uh, self-compassion. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Besides telling yourself, you know, all these feel-good isms. Sure. What is self-compassion? Like, what is it really? And mm. and what is it biblically? Oh, I love that. Self-compassion to me is not excuses for behavior, mm. excuses for anything against God's word. I believe compassion at its core is 100% what Christ is. When we see him interacting with people, he meets people where they are. He understands why they're there and mm-hmm. he loves them through it and says, let me show you a different way. So to me, I think of it as godly compassion. Compassion is just simply saying, as God does, wow, that's a lot that you've gone through. Or I, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That's really hard. It doesn't leave you there. Yeah. Because again, God doesn't leave us there. He says, so now let me try this next step right with conviction. I let's do it something different. Let's not go back to doing that. So compassion isn't just excusing bad behavior. Uh-huh. It's simply helping us acknowledge and understand why it's present. And that understanding is critical in rewiring our mind because mm. so often, like we said, when we're just saying, oh, I am smart. Oh, I am strong. We're like, we have that voice that's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. So you're just blocking it every time. But when we understand and ask, well, why don't I feel strong? Why do I feel like a failure? Okay, well, it makes sense that I feel like a failure because I worked so hard at being a parent. And now I have three children who are walking away from the faith. I mean, that's a whole other discussion, of course. But I'm just saying, like, we have these things that come up that we're like, that's like, well, did I cause that? Or was I a part of that? Or that's why, but yet we keep going, but I'm not a failure, but I'm not a fit. But it's, it's like going back to understanding and having compassion of like, yeah, that makes sense why you're kind of doubting that right now. Let's, let's acknowledge that as real. Let's see that as real. You know, because God wants to sit with us in that, in that grief, oh and my in goodness. the realness of it. I love that word. God wants to sit with us. That is a yeah. profound, that's a profound thought when we really sit and think about sitting with the Lord. And yeah. I did an episode on how God delights in us with Stephanie Roussel from the Gospel Spice. Mm. And we just talked about how God delights in us. Mm. Uh, but we don't think yes. of it that way. And 
you know, I I know you have a, a beautiful story, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes for you listeners okay, that want to know more because I think we probably could have spent the entire time today just <laughs> about your story. I mean, you're in the hustle, yeah. you're in the grind, you're an mm. achiever, and I so get achievers. I mean, you're no mm. sooner than you wrap up what that achievement was, you don't even look back to relish mm-hmm. what you accomplished right. because you're on to the next thing. And I love the story that you have on the Vibrant Christian Living podcast that you have, but Mm. I want to link to that for those of you that can identify with just this constant struggle, battle. I call it a battle for the mind. I mean, the enemy Mm -hmm. wages war between the ears, and we don't often utter those, but they're, they're... little whispers, their faint acknowledgments of our sin, of our inadequacies, our insufficiencies, our struggles. And we don't we don't always say much about them. But when you just said, Alicia, sitting with the Lord and yeah. and, and dealing with that and, and getting serious, getting getting mm. serious about changing your mindset, getting serious about practicing the daily rituals and practices of being honest and seeing yourself as God sees you and disciplining your mind and telling yourself the truth. And I know those are all things that you do in the Christian Mindset Makeover Boot Camp that that you host. And I'm not telling all of you listeners, I'm not saying you have to go buy that course. I'm I'm letting you know. (laughs) If this resonates with you, Alicia is someone that can help guide Mm -hmm. you through it because, Alicia, have you mastered all this? Or is it a daily practice for you too? Yes. No. Yeah. No. And and I just again, I love what you said. I think it's so the difference between what we tend to do when we talk about ma- managing our mind. We even use words like discipline and manage, and we have all these big, scary, hard, you know, uh-huh. I don't even know what the word is. Fierce words, I guess. Strong words like that. And there, of course, is boundaries that we need to be and a lot of plans we just need to be have some tough love around those things but we tend to approach them from i just need to get on top of this and i'm bad and i should be different and what's wrong Mm. with me again just the judgmental side coming in and i want to reiterate that that when we say god meets us with that sure there are some things that i'm guessing you probably need to change in your heart and your mind and get to control over but the main thing that we first need to hear is to acknowledge what's going on and to receive the compassion and love from Christ around it. Mm. Not judging ourselves for being mad at, why can't we get out of this? And you're so wrong. Saying God is with you to understand. You, I cannot believe you went through that. I'm so sorry. And there's a, there is a real grief process that needs to happen to, so that you can really see, I'm not crazy for feeling like this. That's we where the freedom to, comes. Yeah, I was you know? just going to say, we have to break free from yeah. some of the toxic thought patterns, from some of the destructive self-talk that we have, that's mm-hmm. critical. My kids are all grown, and I didn't have all these titles and topics when I was younger. I just knew if I didn't deal with the baggage of my childhood, yeah. it was mm-hmm. going to carry over into my motherhood and into yes. my marriage. And, you know, I didn't have all the the great tools that are out there now that probably could have saved me a lot of time. And I could have made great advances sooner. 
But I know that you have that. And I, I really think our guests are going to absolutely love uh, checking out the vibrant Christian living that you have and, you know, the Christian mindset coach that you are. Mm -hmm. I think you. what you're doing is giving women the tools they need to be able yes. to live the life that God's called them right. to live without the enemy constantly uh, derailing yeah. them. So where can people find you, Alicia? Yes. So thank you. Um, you can find me, uh, the podcast you had mentioned, we rebranded the name. Oh, so what's it's a new the name? Christian Mindset Coach Podcast. Okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. The Christian Mindset Coach, but you can find um, all of the resources we've been talking about, the courses. There's a couple of free webinar trainings that you can attend at vibrantchristianliving.com, uh -huh. resources for anxiety, resources for getting to the root of those negative thoughts like we talked about and using brain priming to rewire all of those things. But I really think you had asked before about, um, do I have this mastered? Of course, I don't have this mastered. The difference is, and the difference between people who've had this healing is that they have the tools to be able to know how to manage it when it comes up. Again, I think of it as life skills. Mm -hmm. I have the tools to notice it. And when it comes up again, because that enemy, he ain't going to leave me alone. He is going to still keep going after me, right? It's going to keep happening. But I now can recognize when it's happening and mm -hmm. I know what to do with it. And I've had that deeper healing. So I'm I'm like, I'm, I ain't going back there. Like, I'm not going back to that place. Yeah. And I can know what to do when it happens again. Oh, That's that. the gift I want to give women. It's going to keep that. coming, but we know how to handle it now. We know how to deal with it. Yes. Then God gets the glory and we live a victorious mm -hmm. life. Not perfect. Amen. Not perfect. Right. But you know, friends, right. I don't often bring uh, folks on the program and, and talk about their programs because I don't want you to think that, oh, this was an infomercial because it isn't. <laughs> but I am a woman and I know exactly the struggles that we deal with. Uh, I deal with them as still, and I have lived a lot of years and mm. I still have to take captive of my thoughts because they can yes. run away with me and derail me. And before I know it, I find myself in a very defeated place. And it's hard for mm. God to work when we're operating from that mindset. And yes. so this isn't a bunch of hokey pokey, you know, psycho, you know, babble type <laughs> of thing. It's, it's, it's all found in God's word. We can put different words yeah. to it, but it all goes back to what God says. And we want to mm. live a life that is honoring to the Lord, and we want to make an impact in our culture for the Lord and in our families and in the relationships we have. Well, we have to do the hard work. And so, Alicia, Amen. I know we're wrapping up our segment today, and I'm so grateful that you're doing what you're doing, that you've done Thank the hard you. work so that you can be able to kind of extend your hand out and say, you know, I'm still a work in progress. We right. arrive when we're standing before the Lord, and that's when he says, well yes. done, good and faithful servant, God willing. Right. But we need we need mentors. We need those that have their hand extended out. So, Alicia, I'm so grateful that you could be on the program and talk about such an important topic that is derailing many, many mm. Christian women. And so thank mm -hmm. you for coming on the show. And Friends, we're going to have the show notes, so go over to ConnieOpers.com. We'll have Alicia's link information and her website and her, her podcast, and 
and our and our social media. We'll have all of that over on in the show notes. So make sure you go check that out. Tell your friends. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making us in the top 50 of Christian Mom Podcasts. That was quite a shocker and a big honor. And it's all because of you. It's because you tune in and you listen. And I always want to be a good steward of your time. And Alicia, I want to be a good steward of yours. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on Equipped to Be. Thank you. I love this conversation. So thank you so much. All right. Be blessed, my friend. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.